Hello friends, I hope you've got your matter-antimatter intermix ratio right, your bussards fired up and your warp core thrumming, because we are back with part two of our top ten Starfleet ships special. If you haven't listened to part one, you can go back and listen to that right now on our channel. Um, you don't really have to, I don't think you'll be lost, but we are back here with this, which is our top seven. Uh, we're going through our numbers 7 to 1, and then I'm going to tot up the scores and give us a final top 10 overall for the podcast of Starfleet Ships. Uh, we'll also have a little bit of audience response, just uh, with some sort of lists of favourite ships from you out there. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, we are joined by the same panel as part 1. It is myself, Mike, my co-host DK, uh, returning guests Adrian Park-Tucker and Rick Everson from 10 Backward Podcast, and our new guest Ken Sweeney from Comfortable Spot Podcast. Um, if you listen to part one, uh, you'll know that I explained we briefly lost Rick, uh, who had to attend to a pet uh, emergency of sorts. Um, but fear not, he will be back later on in the episode, uh, if you're wondering why you can't hear him at first or why I'm not approaching him for his numbers. And don't worry, he does catch up and fill us all in, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode. So, yeah, if you wanted to um, go back and check out our rules and all of the uh, the various sort of stipulations that were made, you can do. That's all at the start of part one. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, all that remains for me to do is to say, Helm, warp one, engage. We'll hit straight onto the uh, number sevens then. Uh, hopefully Rick will be able to rejoin us at some point and play catch up. But uh, Ken, what is your number seven ship for four? Uh, actually, we, we're going to fly through this because it was the Daedalus class. I love it. That's brilliant. So we've already... Oh, okay. You can move on. That so was great. Daedalus Look, class. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. lovely uh, ship. I forget who else was it. Uh, it must have been Rick who'd uh, picked that previously on. Yeah, list. that's right. Uh, yeah. So that's four points. Gives the Daedalus class a total of six so far. Uh, Adrienne, what about you? What's your number seven? I think we're on. <laughs> well, I'm a Cali girl, so my number seven are the California class. Awesome. <laughs> um, I love the USS Cerritos. I'm going to name drop it uh, just so it gets those points because it deserves it. I love the ship and crew. I love the fact that it's a support ship, Warp 8. It's designed for second contact. I mean, it's just the best. And then um, I, I love how they beat the Texas class automated ships. That's just, <laughs> I love that California beat Texas. That's just the best. <laughs> so I love that ship. And even Riker liked it. You know, because he said, I guess those Cali ships can hold their own longer than people think. So, hey, go Cali. I wouldn't call that liking it. I'd call that being surprised that it didn't suck. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, he gives it He gives it its props. It gives them some street cred. So, way to go. He way does. to go, Cali class. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. But, yeah, so California class overall, was that what you would go with? I'm going to say the Cerritos. I'm going to say the, the Cerritos because I just love those folks and I love those characters. So, give it to the Cerritos. Four points to the USS Cerritos. I, I do love, as I said, that's why it was on my honorable oh, mentions. Yeah. It was near, very nearly on my list. And again, I, that, that was part of the thing was I couldn't choose between because the Cerritos means so much as the main lower deck ship. But I love that the California class in general has these changeable like stripes and colors on the different ships. Yeah. So there are like red ones that do command uh, missions and blue ones mm -hmm. that do medical and science. And mm. the way they all look different, like they don't all even have the same type of stripe. Sometimes it's this back part that's colored in. Sometimes it's just, you know, dashes all around the source and so I would have probably had to go with California class but in the end yeah Cerritos would probably be the most special of them. DK so what is your number seven then for four points? My number seven is the Protostar. Oh I thought somebody might pick this but I can't uh, see that I thought it was necessarily going to be you so what do you like about the Protostar in particular? I just think it's a, a love well it was a, a beautiful spoilers a beautiful uh, <laughs> Little ship, very fast, very maneuverable. Had the, uh, you know, uh, the trowel front, but the, with some extended nacelle struts. I just, and I loved the way it, uh, you know, I'm showing my age here. Transformed when it went into warp. Uh, yeah, yeah, that and, was a transformer. <laughs> yeah, I, I fell in love with it as soon as I, uh, I saw the opening credits, and it's one of the shows where I never skip the opening credits now because just to watch it glide is just, oh, I just think it's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, where is the protostar where do you see the protostar on star trek prodigy it's the main ship uh for the first uh, season yeah, right. so okay, i yeah. have got the see, picture I, here I didn't with include me any the animation i didn't include any animation ones because here's me the gobshite that i am saying yeah they're not real are they <laughs> how dare you <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not <laughs> real that's you know, awesome it's, it's removing yourself twice from reality you know it's like <laughs> 
you know, if you go to that, door, you're only going to go halfway through reality. But that's their real ships in there, you know. So, yeah, that's why I didn't. But really the cool, the cool fleet of sovereign classes and stuff that appeared in Pro in uh, Prodigy, though, it was so cool. Even if it was animated. Oh, my daughter's dying. Oh, you really should. It is literally the best of the new Star Trek shows. I'm not lying. It's uh, a again, wonderful show. Thousand episodes of the Clone Wars, so you know it's like. Oh, it's really. Oh, if great. you like the Clone Wars, you'll love Protostar. It's it's of a similar yeah. type of vein, but for Star Trek rather than Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you'll love it, especially if you have a young one. So yeah, yeah. and the Protostar is a gorgeous looking ship, but for me, it's just a little bit too small. And as I've mentioned to you already, DK, you know I take issue with bridge windows when it's just a big open window instead of a view screen. <laughs> so I couldn't quite go with it. But yeah, the Proto Drive is undeniably cool when it literally just grows a third in a cell and then goes yeah. hyper warp or whatever you want to call it. It so. gives everyone behind it the bird and then just flies away. <laughs> exactly. And that's as it should be. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, those credits are great. I love the way that I, I watch them partly for the ship, but also the way that they have like everyone's um, face in like silhouette in space in those credits. It looks cool. It's like a old days Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just make sure I give the Proto Star its due. That was four points. Is that right? Yep. I think. Uh, yeah, because that was your number seven. So yeah, all my number seven we've already talked about is the Enterprise D. So you all know it, the Galaxy class, but I, I went specific because for a lot of the things that Rick already talked about, Next Gen was kind of my Star Trek. It was the one that I grew up with. Uh, so it's the one that probably feels, well, one of two that feel the most like home to me. Uh, and I think it did always give me a sense of scale. You could kind of, to me, it always seemed like it was a floating city, you know, in space for the first time. Like, you know, you could imagine there were hundreds of thousands of people with uh, little kids and families on board and whatever else. And yeah, I love the source of separation. I remember the first time I saw that thinking it was just the coolest thing ever. And uh, I've just, because... You know, Next Gen was my track and was my intro. I've had posters and pictures of the Enterprise D ever since I was like 14 in my various rooms and houses and stuff. I've now got a like a proper art canvas of the Enterprise D at the top of my stairs. And I don't know. I mean, it, it would place higher if it wasn't for the fact that, yeah, it is probably a little bit fat. And it, the kind of whole organic thing that I think Probert said he was going for, I don't overly love. Uh, but again, you know, it can separate into two. It looks cool. It's got great weapons and mainly it's, you know, seven seasons of next gen. So that's why it makes my list at number seven. Uh, right. So we'll go to everyone's number sixes next uh, and that'll be worth five points. So Ken, what is your number six ship? Again, we can gonna fly through this. Um, the ambassador class loved it. It was ah. like as if the Enterprise A was on steroids. It was a brilliant looking ship, and I like the bridge <laughs> as well. And I love the captain. She was tough as nails. I love women captains. They're always got more sense than the gobshites that we have nowadays. You know, <laughs> like, you know, they don't like the bit like they just. She was just a cool captain, and unfortunately, she took a horrible piece of metal to the head. But anyway, it was a great ship. I loved it. It was tough, and it was actually I thought it was a great um, you know, progression. It was like mm. you know, the Enterprise B was the Excelsior class, and it, it looked kind of like like a what you call them the uh, the cars that were out the Saturns in the states, you know, as if the guys who mm. designed Saturn cars designed that. And then you know Maserati came along and said, "Look, we'll give you a seat. Don't mind it. Give it to us." And they gave us that. So the Ambassador class was a lovely ship, lovely ship. They said the guys said a lot about it. So I just it's a shame that we didn't get to see more of them. Awesome. Um, nobody else really picked it on their main list, but I think it was somebody's honourable mention. So yeah. yeah. Uh, ambassador class five points from you uh so uh let's see who is next then adrian since rick still isn't with us what was your number six for five points my number six is the protostar oh, <laughs> so, <hey. laughs> we don't need to hey. talk about it much but um at least i have the picture uh, handy <laughs> yeah the picture is handy and um Janeway is there, so I mean, what's to what's not to love and our kids our kids are there so hey let's go let's go protostar Oh, awesome. Are you also a, a Prodigy fan? I don't think I've ever asked you about that before. Oh, I'm a huge Prodigy fan. I, I oh, love it. Awesome. I don't, I, my kids aren't into Star Trek, but I'm, I'm just a kid when I'm in front of it. I, I think it's great Star Trek. And I think it is easily the best of the new shows, especially the two, two episodes in particular, Time Amok and, uh, oh, what's it called again? All the World's a Stage. Yes. Uh, two fantastic it's, episodes of Star Trek that are just. I was just thinking about Time of Mock and I'm thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about it uh, because, you know, whatever. But it's so great. I recommend, you know, even if you don't like the show, you don't know everything about it. You can jump into this episode and mm. love it as a Star Trek fan. 
I recommended it to Vianne because she was, well, you heard on the New Year special, she was iffy about starting Prodigy. And I was like, well, you don't need that much backstory, but watch Time Amok. And if yes. you come away from that thinking, I'm yes. not interested, then fair enough. Yeah, um, great trick. a good episode. Great but, trick. Yeah. yeah. And of course, awesome. Amok Time, Time Amok. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> clever titling, yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, DK, what is your number six ship for five points then? Uh, right. This is, this was a difficult one. It's the Titan, and for a while I wasn't sure which Titan to to put in, whether it was going to be the original or the refit. I'm actually going to go with the refit. Oh, controversial. So you're going with – it's actually the Titan A, by the way. It's not a refit, but okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. If Shaw paid his electricity bill, it would be much higher up my list. <laughs> yeah, that's way top. That ship a few spotlights. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, – I, I, Maybe it's just because I've, you know, I had the constitution shape ingrained in my in my mind ever since I was young. But I just love it, and it has Sydney LaForge. So yeah. Oh, God. I'm wondering though, if they're doing this kind of new this new lighting, is it to cut down on CGI because they don't want to spend too much on detailing? Is it, or is it just a stupid fad? That just a going... stylistic thing. Yeah, I think they're just trying to go moody and thinking that moody stupid. means turning all your lights off. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't even think it I looks that much like a constitution class. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I, I can see the Shangri-La class lineage if you're a huge geek for the old non-canon movie era, but it doesn't look constitution class to me at all. It just yeah, I don't know. Never I just can't attach myself to it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I I've I've struggled to get emotionally attached because I've heard everybody else raving about it and I'm just like it's it is really nothing special for me. I'm sorry. I don't. I would be happy if they set a series on the ship after Picard's finished. Well, that's really? what they're gearing, aiming for, apparently. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. It well, they have like your man on it, Charles. Is that the whole idea? Yeah, well, have... it'll be Shaw and Seven of Nine would definitely be the two characters that people are gunning for because they're like the yeah. captain and first officer. Uh, what are we on? People's number six. So my number six is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've skipped one somewhere, haven't I? I haven't given my number eight yet. <laughs> I knew I was going to do this somewhere along the way, you know. Um, well, so my number eight then, which would have been three points. I'll do that first and get it out of the way. Uh, conveniently would have been the USS Voyager, the original, which would have come just after the Voyager J. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. It wasn't going to be on my list for a little while because I was thinking two voyages, could you do it? And then it appeared in Picard and it just sent all those memories flooding of exactly what Seven of Nine said. It was home for seven years, the crew and my family. And it is a good looking ship. It doesn't really have a bad angle, I, I would say, that you can pick out of it. I don't love the stupid transformable, you know, on a hinge warp nacelles, but I can forgive it them. Land. It, it could land. It could land. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the protostar can land as well. But <laughs> yeah. The ship so, is land. Oh, don't get started on that again. But yeah, <laughs> so we're up to my number six now. And again, we've kind of talked a little bit about this vaguely, but my number six would have been specifically the USS Reliant because I just love it. I think there's too much variation for me to have went and said Miranda class because there's so many different roll bars and added guns on it and stuff and bits and pieces. And like you, DK, I did actually fall in love with it during Roth Khan because it was really cool to see something that wasn't just another Connie class, uh, but it looked really cool. And I remember, this is a weird sort of side story, but uh, during one of the recent episodes of Picard, there was a scene where one of the ships kind of gets fired on and then turns and, and fires back. And somebody said, ooh, have you ever seen a starship look angry before? And I think oh. I left a comment that was something like, I'm not kidding you, in the Wrath of Khan, the Battle of the Mutara Nebula, I've, the performance of the Enterprise and the Reliant is, is more emotive than I've seen some actors be. <laughs> you know, the way that they stalk each other and the way it kind of sneaks up behind and then the Enterprise does and they fire and blast off the nacelle. And it's such a cool fight that the Reliant gets in, you know. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's just a cool design. Something about it really works. And it's one of those things that's it works by happy accident because that was originally supposed to be the other way around and somebody just looked at the design upside down and was like oh that's a cool idea so it wasn't actually supposed to be like the underslung in the cells that was yeah just completely accidental it was designed to be just like a smaller compact version of the enterprise which it would be i guess if it's upside down like that but no it works it works really well i love the way it looks and i love the way it appears on uh, the big screen and on 
high def and everything else. So we'll start on people's number fives while I try and contact Rick. Then. Uh, and then we're with you, Ken. What's your number five ship for six points? Uh, number five is an Evelyn class. Love it. Hey, USS Honshu. Yeah, it was a great, great ship. And it was always, you know, it was a next generation style. And, uh, you know, it was a bit of a rip off of, of what it was. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought it really did the job. It was nice and neat. You know, it looks. It didn't have the kind of fatty look of of um, the uh, the Galaxy class. The only thing I wasn't crazy about was sometimes they had the set pod sensors different styles and all on that. Yeah, and, that uh, true, yeah. I thought the one that the one had kind of the triangular one was good. And I didn't. I remember seeing something with four cells and I went, Nah, that's that's not going to work. So yeah, it, with the kind of triangular sensor pod on top, it was a nice ship. And I think it appeared in Voyager as well. Didn't Jordy have something like that? I think that was chasing the uh, the guys in the shuttlecraft. No, Jordy had a back. galaxy class ship, as I recall. But there were there was nebula classes that chased down the Prometheus in message in a bottle. Yeah, uh, and I think they were the ones with the triangular, like the Honshu style. Yeah, the very first ones you saw were in Next Gen, and it was like the circular oval sensor yeah. pod thing on the top. That was the um, Captain Maxwell ship. I forget the oh, name the of it. Minstrel boy to the war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every the... Irish person sitting there going, "God, just get on with it, kill him, will you?" <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that ship? It's going to bug me now. Anybody know oh, it off the top of their head? I know it. I used to know the name of it, and now I don't I, because it, you know, it rang true with me as an Irish person, and and you know, it, I can't think of the name of it. Something no, else. You'll remember it. You'll remember it. Here, it'll, it'll come to us. If not, I'll look it up later. Sure. <laughs> yeah. so I'll just be asleep with... and I'll shout it out in my sleep. It was the Maxwell. <laughs> that was the captain, but you were close. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it the Magellan? No. No. Anyway. So, uh, you... Yes. So you said it was the, the Nebula class overall, and you're going to give that six points. Yes, definitely. So, awesome. It's the USS it's Phoenix. That's what it was. That was yeah, it. See, How I did we forget that? that? <laughs> yeah, that Phoenix, like the warship. Anyway, yeah. uh, awesome, cool. Uh, Adrienne, what about you? What is your number five ship that you're giving? Six My points? number five is the Defiant. I love oh. that the original Defiant. It was oh, a yeah, flawed yeah. design. It was. It, it, it. The engines were too big. I love it had all these issues, but I love the fact <sighs> that we got a cloaking device from the Romulans, and we were badass after that. So, thank you. So you're saying the specific Defiant <laughs> or the class overall here? Oh, I want it to be the Defiant, the Defiant. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Uh, that's no problem. And so, DK, what is your number? Are we just saying five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is the one I messaged you about earlier because it's probably going to be considered very much an auxiliary thing. But it's my list, so screw it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Earth Space Dog. I, I wouldn't say it's an auxiliary, but I would say it's a space station, which would be another separate list. But since you're going with it, we'll go with it. <laughs> Why not? It's, I mean, it's it's there all the time. Everybody just kind of glosses over with it, but it's it's iconic. It's the universe's most beautiful butt plug. I love it. I think it's just. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it really, oh, honestly, a majestic. It's majestic. When when the Enterprise is approaching that with the James Horner music in Trek Three, it's just beautiful. It actually really is stunning moment. That's fair enough. It is it is a good looking thing. I, I don't know if I would uh, allow it, but if it tries to make the list, I'll just have to knock it off because it's not a ship. But <laughs> sorry, dude. But yeah, I can understand you picking that for sure. Uh, we'll see. I don't I don't know if it would necessarily make the list, but I'll see how we go. Uh, my number five then was uh, Enterprise NX01 uh, because I just love the design. And I, I didn't. Ex I've mentioned this before. I didn't expect to. It looked like an Akira class ripoff, and I wasn't especially attached to it. Then I watched Enterprise, and it was like the CGI for it was fantastic. It's the only one uh, at the time that didn't have a physical model. It was purely CG, and I think it just really worked. Uh, it always looked good. It, it looked good taking damage. It looked real. It looked tangible. Uh, and there was just something about it that, yeah, every time you saw a flyby or you saw it taking a hit, it was gorgeous, and I was really on board. So that would be what I would give my six points to. Uh, right. Rick, are you back with us? I'm so sorry, guys. That's fine. We, I said we would play catch-up when you came back. So remind me, what was the last ah. one we actually heard from you? Um, so so we talked about the Defiant class, haven't I? Yeah. yeah. Number eight, yeah. Defiant class. Okay, so we need your number seven, six, and five then, if that's all right. Oh, wow, we've sped ahead. Um, okay, so my number seven is the Crossfield class. However, hey. I'm specifying hey. the, the 32nd century refit. Yeah, okay. 
because when I first saw Discovery, you remember that early teaser where it's coming out of that asteroid star base? Uh huh. Before that, before Discovery yes. started, yeah, I wasn't impressed. Yes. I looked at that, I was like, oh, I don't like that design much. <laughs> it didn't um, look anything like that in the finished product, though. To be fair, no, that is no, a they, bad. By, design, by the time yeah. the series launched, they did a bit of redesign. It did look better, yeah. and it grew on me over series one and two. Uh, but then, yeah, we hit the refit, and I just fell in love with it. Um, okay. You know these. Those, those pointless little cutouts on the back near the nacelles. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I don't know what they're for. They're just more holes. But yeah, I should have said when I when I was uh, shouting out the Voyager G on my list, I should have said that's one of the things I like about that is that even though it makes it look like a bottle opener, I do love that there's just a bit <laughs> randomly, yeah. just a chunk cut out of the back of the drive section. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, detached nacelles. We already said oh, no one really understands the reason for them, but I love them. Um, yeah, it improves maneuverability. Yeah. <laughs> and I know everyone said Tron, but what I had in my notes is there's almost like a Joel Schumacher neon vibe. Oh, uh, and I, I know I'm, I'm kind of ruining it now by invoking the two. <laughs> no, you're two no, you're not. Films. I'm just I'm just thinking is there is there such a thing as Starship nipples? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So uh, yeah. kind of it. So, yeah, yeah, number... You could probably say themselves nipples. You know, you could probably kind of go down that road. <laughs> uh, then I'm just going to really picture having detachable eat. nipples. Yeah, we'll just yeah, leave you at gate and you can go down that road yourself. You're welcome to tell yeah, us how it's a, But it's a new spin on my nacelle obsession, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Rick, what was your number six then for uh, five points? Uh, my number six is the Protostar class. Hey, that's the third person that's referenced the Protostar. Yeah. Is it? Oh, fantastic. Um, literally, as, we, as I was running back upstairs to get back on this, my my uh, my youngest is like, oh, what episode are you talking about? I says, oh, we're just talking about ships. Because oh, have you talked about the pro one from Prodigy yet? I was like, oh, not yet. It's on my list because he loves it. Um, yeah, I just adore it. It's like they took my preference list and like ran with it. You know, we've got long nacelles, check. Sleek and fast looking, check. Actually, really fast. Check. Small and tough. Check. Um, and it also, yeah, Prodigy is just my childhood wish fulfillment. Imagine mm -hmm. as a kid stumbling upon this little awesome ship you can go off exploring with, and yeah, having all exactly. that fun with replicators and holodecks and exploring space. In the holographic genie. <laughs> I actually said hologram teacher because I wouldn't know what all those buttons did. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And uh, finally, then for now, what is your number five ship for six point? My number five, the Excelsior class. Oh, I'm glad somebody picked it. It wasn't on my list, but it, I, I do like it. Like, oh, I, I do. I love the Excelsior class. Um, my particular favourite, I do love the variant that the Enterprise B and the Lakota are with the big extra impulse engines on the back of the saucer. Okay. Got those caps yeah. on the front of the nacelles and that extra midsection bit around the deflector dish area. But either <laughs> version is fine. She's got yeah, the awesome okay. big long nacelles. She's big enough to take care of herself even a hundred years into service and then in a war. She's an awesome ship. Mm. Um, and yeah, back in back in my teens, when I first got hold of a, of a PC, uh, I used to be able to I used to draw my own LCAR screens on Microsoft Paint. <laughs> and the Excelsior class is a really easy side for you one to do in Microsoft Paint oh, with cool. the lines and the curve tool. So that, that awesome. was one of my favorites. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I don't want to hold us up too much longer. I'm trying to race through no. this, but just quickly, uh, what are your thoughts on the Obena class and the Excelsior 2 class then that we've had recently? Um, so, yeah, I like them. They're nice variations, but, um, yeah, ultimately, that, um, I'm, I'm, I go with the, the classic first two versions myself. Mm, fair yeah. enough. Awesome. But I, I uh, do like that they're getting updated. It kind of makes sense that... Uh, that we still have the same looking thing by next gen. It, it makes more sense if we've had a couple more refits, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. Uh, so we're on to everyone's number four now, then. And again, we'll uh, start back with you, Ken. What was your number four, Chip? Uh, My number four, four is, uh, is taking it. We're going, to be, uh, we're going to be retro. And uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Intrepid class from Enterprise. I really liked it. I thought it was crazy looking. Should oh, blow OK. And um, the nacelles. Oh, there's some people here going to hate the nacelles. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's just say you could get a good view of the nacelles from the bridge. So they were that close. But I liked it. It was, uh, was kind of like they took the saucer section of the uh, Enterprise NX and just chopped it in half, put it on a smaller ship and said, you guys now have to defend it. We'll go off and do all the, you know, the cool and sexy things. But yeah, it made a brief yeah. appearance in, um, I think, when they came back after uh, being out in space because of the uh, Zendi attack. And uh, the Klingons again were at battle. It was good. It looked cool. And it was nice to see actually new ships in Enterprise because I think uh, obviously Enterprise focused on, you know, other alien races and stuff like 
that. Mm. And you got to see some really cool ships in the act all, all across the series line. But it was nice yeah. to see a few more uh, Starfleet ships. And uh, so, again, I'm a big fan of Enterprise. Enterprise, I really love it. I still watch it to this day. Ah, and uh, yeah, so I love the Intrepid class. It'd be nice to see them again. Awesome. I, I always wanted to see more Starfleet ships on Enterprise, and in the end, we only really got the Intrepid mm. and the Sarajevo, other than yeah. the NX class, and then like obviously the early like Delta warps or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's a good looking design. The Intrepid class, in terms of trying to think of something that would be before the NX01, yeah. you know, a very basic version. As you said, it is just a saucer cut in half. The nacelles very bunched up, but they do have cool go faster fins on the back of the nacelles. Yeah, so. We do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, cool. Uh, Rick, what about you? Sorry to come back to you quickly. What was your number four for seven okay. points? Okay, my number four is the Nebula class. Oh, uh, the second one to pick that as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, it almost asks why is this so high on my list because it doesn't really conform with a lot of my preferences. It's got shorter nacelles. Um, <laughs> it's got. It's. Yeah, I've already complained about the saucer on the Galaxy class, and it's the same one. But mm. I just really like it as, as a more compact version. Um, it's like a little battle tortoise, all hunched in like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good on that The USS yeah. battle tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, um, Plus, you know, it's super sciencey because it's got a whole extra pod of science gear on the top, um, and I just like—I really like it. I just I think it's got one of those awesome. It's an awesome set of lines for a bunch of design factors I'm not that keen on. Um, also, way back in the day, I used to play the old—I don't know if anyone remembers the old Star Trek collectible card game. I had an absolute ton of, U of USS Nebulas in my deck for that. So, awesome, but yeah, That's when I was though. always loved. Yeah, awesome. Just before you came back, it was, I think, uh, Ken's choice uh, for his previous entry. Yep. Uh, and he was saying that um, he, he prefers the triangular pod, I think. was not that right, Ken, for the top part? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. There's more detail yeah, on, it. on that. Yeah, yeah it, yeah. it it looks more in line, whereas I think like, the one you see on the Phoenix in the Wounded mm. looks a little bit added on, doesn't it? It's not yeah. where I think the, the, the triangular pod for the Sutherland looks more like it's part of the, it should be part of the ship design. Yeah, mm. awesome. Cool. See, we couldn't remember the name of the Phoenix. If you'd been here, you would have solved it more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just load out of them there, didn't it? Just naturally. Yeah, it's just a Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's so, um, doing with yourselves. Called yourselves Trek. Which one? Adrienne, what is your number? Um, what are we up to? Seven? No? Sorry. Four for seven points. Sorry. Okay. My number four, NX01 Enterprise. Yay! I, you know, yay. I just said that. Really. I know. I think, in my opinion, as a Navy person, that this is exactly what the ships will look like on the inside. They're a little darker. They have safe edges. The interior passageways actually look like ships with the circular kind of structure around. Um, also, these have actual people, uh, people have actual functioning Starfleet uniforms. So that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> and um, you got to function. You, you, you can't wear short dresses. <laughs> okay. Um, best sick bay ever and the best doctor um, fight me. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm not fighting you over Phlox. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Enterprise. I just, I mean, the NX-01. I just, I I really love them. I love prototypes in general, but I love this one. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a great Fair ship. enough. It is. It's a good looking ship. Uh, awesome. So that would give uh, seven points to the INX01 to go with my six points. So that's doing well, if anyone's keeping up. Uh, DK, what is your number four for seven points then? Okay, my number four is the USS Excelsior. Ooh. Okay, awesome. So hang on, we've had Excelsior class. You're going with specifically the Excelsior? I'm going with the, uh, the Sulu helmed one. Okie dokie. Oh, yes. So that would be the uh, and so what do you like about the Excelsior then? Uh, again, another one of those that I saw in the Trek 3, thought that's a radical, well, as radical as it got back then, design for the uh, for the style of the ships. Fell in love with it, although I wasn't too keen on the bridge in Trek 3. It was nice to see an updated bridge with the Securo, uh, sorry, Securo, I'm drinking, uh, with Sulu in the... Uh, in the captain's chair and uh, yeah i just love seeing in action in star trek six after being promised it for a you know two or three movies and mm. the fact that uh, michael okuda designed the uh, dedication plaque on it so we have uh, a quote from bookaroo banzai on that too so yeah <laughs> you do indeed awesome uh, my numbers uh, four then 
for seven points. We've already talked about, so I won't go too much into detail, but it is the Discovery slash Strange New Worlds variant of the original Enterprise. Uh, again, I like the way... I, I love the uh, original one, uh, obviously, but I like this as a redesign. I think it really works as a visual redesign. I'm currently yep. engaged in arguments with a few too many idiots who think that the Constitution class original appearing in Picard means that this is now an alternate timeline because they have no imagination. <laughs> oh, God, <I'm> so bad. <laughs> But yeah, I think updating it for a new century, as much as I think that the Constitution class original can and does work, I can see why they wouldn't go with it for a full series. And in terms of getting something to look as close as possible, uh, I always argue this does everything right that the Kelvin timeline enterprise does wrong. Like this actually looks like that original enterprise. The Kelvin timeline one isn't remotely close. You know, That's it's right. far too big. The source is yeah. wrong. The nacelles are definitely wrong. The deflector is completely wrong. Whereas this just looks like, yeah, yeah, it's not quite the same, but it's so close, so authentic and so respectful mm -hmm. that, I just love it. And it just looks cool. It looks, yeah. you know, sleek and cool. And it's it's that same exact silhouette and shape that, that is iconic and that, uh, you know, provokes an emotional response. So that's why I love it. <laughs> so uh, we are up to people's number three now then. We're racing to the end. Uh, Ken, what is your number three ship for eight points? Let's have a look. Okay, I've got another... Um quirky one here the ganges class which is more effectively known as the warp delta from enterprise uh liked it it, was that, um, it didn't it didn't look like any other starship up to that point i thought and yet it looked like a starship before kind of the lineage of enterprise so um mm -hmm. it appeals to me yeah it's a nice little ship and i love it when it's flying through the air and letting off lots of little photon torpedoes you know and it it, it looks like the a little annoying brother you know that will always start fights <laughs> that you're going to have to sort out so um yeah i like it good good uh planetary cruiser you know so that's my number so that's three the, the warp delta from yeah. enterprise specifically yeah. yeah that's it yeah i doubt it would have been photon torpedoes that it might have been <laughs> some special torpedoes wasn't it? or maybe yeah, stones yeah. it was just probably throwing stones <laughs> Yeah, just an angry British dude in the cargo yeah. bay holding out the rock. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, cannon, 500 metres, let it rip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Rick, yeah, what is your number three? It's English, man, you know, that's the only thing. Of course it does. Of course yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, sorry, what were you saying? What was your number three ship? Number three, the Constitution class. Um, you so your first question is going to be, which one? Uh, I'm going to yeah. go blanket here. I'm going to say all of them. Original series the original series movies with the refit and strange new worlds uh there's there's so minimal difference <laughs> so okay me, there's no difference there yeah you know the enterprise in strange yeah. new worlds is the same enterprise as in the original series is the same enterprise as, as in motion picture two and three you know um, okay. just that's, refits that's gonna make my life harder thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still talking. I'm just talking. Oh, is it? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just <laughs> joking. Man, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, this is the classic. It's the stat. It sets the standards. You've got a saucer, an engineering section, and two gorgeous, lovely long nacelles. The class is stunning. <laughs> it's graceful. The pylons and neck blend all those sections together. Like, oh, it's not like a swan. It's that beautiful. Uh, possibly their tactical <laughs> weak spots, but you know, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm here for the looks. The Constitution classes are tough enough to put up a fight anyway. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of that motion picture bit where it takes like a three-hour journey around the ship, inspecting yes. every curve, every <laughs> yes. river, every yep. hole. We all love, love that. that. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I mean, yeah. that, that could be a longer sequence in my mind. Could <laughs> 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 just be the movie. Let's be honest. Could just be nonsense. the movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I could just say something about that. It's one of the few Starfleet vessels that actually transferred to the movie screen pretty well. In that they yeah. didn't have to actually design. You know, because like what we just talked about earlier on about the first contact, they had to redesign, the, you know, the concept and the scale and the, the implement, you know, the implementation of um, uh, kind of uh, bits and pieces, you know, the detailing on the for the big movies. But for the uh, for the motion picture, the, although it got a bit of a revamp, but, you know, as you said there, it was it was really, look, you know, to the to the common eye, it looked exactly the same, but um, it transferred pretty well to the big screen. And I think that was a good testament to its overall design because, you know, you got to remember when Star Trek came out, of course, hardly anybody had color. So, I mean, never mind having a, you know, a 10 inch mm. screen, like, you know, so the fact that they designed it all those years ago and were able to do such a good job that when, once they put it up on a massive screen, they were like, well, we don't have to do much of that. Thank God. You know, so yeah. it, was, uh, it was pretty good. I thought that was very unique about it. Awesome. Awesome. Adrian, what was your number three ship then for uh, eight points? 
My number three is dun, 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 Enterprise D, simply because hey. it took us, all of us nerdies, nerdy, nerdy nerds, right back out into space where we just really needed to be. Um, also, you know, we met Q, so yay, Worf was in tights. <laughs> it's number three. <laughs> Wolf was in tights. He was indeed. Awesome. <laughs> DK, then we'll come quickly to you. What's your number three and uh, eight points? Uh, it's the original Constitution. Okay, the OG. Nice. Yes. So you're talking uh, the Kirk's Enterprise, shall we say? Definitely. And it still holds up when you saw the New Jersey in the uh, the ship museum the other day. It's still mm -hmm. just, the design is still just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yes. it is. It is as much as I said, you probably wouldn't uh, get a series out of it. It did look gorgeous, but uh, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm gonna put that down as TOS Enterprise because you know <laughs> they were all that model at one mm -hmm. point, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just stuck. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try and make a list out of this in a little bit, so yeah, awesome. Uh, my number three then for eight points was the USS Prometheus NX59650. Uh, which I mentioned, that's why I, I love it. It was kind of, it, it, for whatever reason, it came around when I was in high school and uh, Trek was like the center of my life. And we were nerdy kids discovering the internet for the first time. And so when the episodes aired in America, like months before we got them here, we would find spoiler pictures and things on the internet. And I just remember seeing the Prometheus and thinking, what is this gorgeous thing? <laughs> a whole new ship. And then discovering true? the fact that it could split into three and was just like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. So, yeah. Plus, I, as I said, I just love the kind of forward dart looking trowel, if you like, saucer. I love the way that, like, to me, it is really logically connected into three and it does split into those three in a sensible way to the part that even there's even like a tiny warp nacelle that sort of. Uh, pulls itself out of the top of the saucer so that the saucer can have warp capability, which is wow. so cool. So it technically has five in the cells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love it. I just think it's really cool. Whoever designed it is uh, just a genius, and I wish we, I still wish we could see more of it, but we probably won't ever now. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so number two then. Uh, Ken, what's your number two for nine points? Ah, uh, this is easy when we're going to fly through this. I went through it for a Kira class. Uh, not a great ship. Looks super in there. All of the uh, later trek so i like it we've got a good chat about that so we could probably move on but that's my what number was that? sorry the akira class akira. akira class so yeah nine more points for the akira class and what about you rick what is your number two my number two is the sovereign class uh i mean guys have you seen this class it's gorgeous looks like it's doing Warp <laughs> three when it's standard still uh it's got the beautiful it's long it's sleek big long nacelles that look super powerful it's uh, fantastic also obviously a big old tough ship turns up in the middle of a borg fight and completely turns the tide against it this one <laughs> this is this is the the flagship of my fleet the one you want to go on front and center to show everyone you're not messing around awesome fair enough uh, that's cool uh what about you then adrian what is your number two ship my number two is Voyager Intrepid Class. Uh, love this ship. We were there for seven years, and I can't say enough about it. it it'd be its own episode. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Maybe someday we'll do that, but we'll have to have you on a Voyager review or something. And uh, yeah, I've already mentioned the reasons I love it. I would imagine yours are similar. Yes, same, absolutely, so. absolutely. Awesome, awesome. And DK, what is your number two? It's the Enterprise NXL one. Okay, so Ooh. nine full points for the NX01. That's that looks like looks like that's run away with the day. But uh, yeah, so all the reasons that we've already touched on, probably. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It, awesome. it didn't it didn't look great in the promo photos, but once you see it in action, it's a beautiful, mm. beautiful ship. True, absolutely, yeah. And again, I, I won't keep us for very long because my number two is the original Constitution class Enterprise Kirk's ship. Uh, the original design still iconic, still evokes all those feelings. So. That's why I'm giving it my nine points. And so that brings us to everyone's full number one ten-pointer. Oh, so the best possible Starfleet ship of all time, in our opinion. And what is your number one, Ken? We'll start with you. Okay. It's been a long road. Aww. Getting from there to here. Yeah. It's the NX-01. Yes, she is the <laughs> first, the best, the last, as Barry White would say, the everything. I love it. It was just an amazing ship. And um, 
I was a terrible shame that we never got to see the uh, extended uh, season four, I think it was season five, that we never mm. got to see the refit because I think that would have looked even cooler. But having you said, should that, have looked closer when you were posing Picard. I was about to say, I've seen it. I was caught. I only found out Twitter later on. Yeah, no, but I mean, an actual. So it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been nice because yeah. I think it would have, you know, set set it, the bar even higher for the ship. But I wasn't convinced mm. when I first saw it, like what, what we're saying here. I thought it should have had more sleeker lines like the original Enterprise. Mm. And we did, there are variants knocking around on DVRT, deviant art of that. You can go in and see, you know, the original series style. Uh, and it doesn't quite come across. I think it grew on me. And as it grew on me, I really got to like it a lot. And I love the interior as well. It was, as we've been mm. saying here, it's very um, submarine-like. Because I always imagined if I was ever going to design a starship from the early days of the Romney War, that it would be more like the D the DS thing that, that they found, whatever they call it, the um, the one that they found can on, you know. It's like So that mm. was... You know, that was a nice compromise. So the, yeah, the NXO one gets my 10. Awesome. It seems popular with everyone. Uh, so, Rick, what about you? What is your number one best Starship for 10 points? My number one absolute favourite Starship, the Nova class. Um, so I think anyone who's, who's followed me for any length of time on social media knows I'm so much about the Nova class. It's the most awesome little science ship. It's my main ship when I play Star Trek Online. Absolutely love it. If I was, if I was, and God willing, one day I will be, magically transported into the Trek universe, <laughs> I would happily just pootle around the quadrant doing science surveys in one of these. She's got the the beautiful sleek lines, the lovely long nacelles, and also you know, Nova class can handle a lot, like we see with the Equinox. Mm -hmm. up, but she'd been going for years through the Delta mm -hmm. Quadrant, minimum That's repairs, right. no no facilities, no support. She'd mm -hmm. got a long way through with a lot of hits, and was still going on. I mean, it's not the class's yeah. fault. The crew decided to do a bunch of murders to make super mm -hmm. fuel. So it, <laughs> don't blame the ship for the crew. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was on them. The, the class is the class is fine. The class works. So yeah, yeah. no for class Good. all the way. Love it. Awesome. It's a surprise number Good one, choice. but I'm glad to hear it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Adrienne, what about you? What is your number one best? My ten pointer goes to the OG Enterprise 1701. <laughs> Um, I remember watching it with my grandma when I was a tiny little girl, so it gives me all the feels. Awesome, awesome. And uh, DK, then you, what is your top number one? It's the Enterprise Refit. it is because that's the correct answer dk that, uh, <laughs> just just before you carry on i will say that is actually my number one as well uh, yeah. surprising nobody if you've heard me and dk just talk at any point about star trek we adore this bloody ship so yeah go for it dk what do you like about the uh, refit slash a whatever the constitution how do you improve on perfection and they managed it and and as everybody's been saying before i could have watched that uh, that enterprise fly by in the motion picture for an, another half hour yep. At least. Yep. yep i'm so glad that i've now seen that on the big screen because i hadn't i've done anything like pre first contact on the big screen and then the motion picture directors thing came out last year and i got to see it at the tyneside cinema on the big screen and was just like oh this is i mean it's always been good but 4k on a big screen oh no, it just looks amazing. It's such a cool designer. Like I said, mm -hmm. I love the fact that it is. It's so recognizably, as Ken said, that original design, but just souped up to a part where it looks more realistic because everything mm -hmm. about the original is iconic, except that it is just basic, you know, it looks like somebody's formed it out of plastic and it's the lines are a bit too clean and it's a bit too, you know, sleek and, and overly smooth i guess and then you see the uh, refit and it's like this this looks like i can imagine this being in the future of nasa spacecraft you know hundreds of years down the line i just love it mm -hmm. i love it can't say enough um but we've we've kept people long enough so we are gonna uh, i'm gonna throw it over to dk because you've got some of the audience responses with audience favorite ships and things if that's right uh, yeah that's that's and, no worries uh, I'm going to run off for five or ten minutes and try to come up with some semblance of a list to give the final top ten. Uh, so while I'm doing that, TK, if you take it away and you read us the, uh, the audience response section, and then maybe vamp for a bit, depending how long I take. <laughs> Incoming transmission. 
Okay. Uh, right. The first one is from uh, Red Redheaded Trekkie, which is at Trekkie Bring on Twitter. They say, no disrespect, but the Old Birth class is hands down my least favorite shit designer of Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, screw you. Uh, <laughs> Rick Grayson says, I love the ships of the 22nd century, especially Enterprise NX-01, but they're all good because they seem almost real to me. Now, uh Sandra, from who regular listeners from our Silver Screen podcast will recognize in in uh, our Discord, she's put, yep, the ships I like are all for different reasons. For emotional reasons, it's the 1701D. I feel most at home on the bridge, feel like I spent the most time there. So I watched that on real time, and the shades of the reds and the carpets are just more inviting to me. For aesthetics, I'm glad you mentioned the Kelvin timeline. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, is she on about the Enterprise one here? Hello? Yeah, I think she means the specific Enterprise from the uh, All right, the, yeah. from the Abrams movies, yeah. She said, I love the way the first movie ship looks. Uh, really was the first ship. I felt. Uh, I really felt like the layout made sense and I knew where everything was beyond getting to elevator A and step out on set B. It actually felt whole to me. I think that's because the uh, the camera followed them more from A to B. The elevator scene after Spock lost his shit and Uhura accompanies him back to his quarters, the warp core, Literally been in engineering dozens and dozens of times, and I have a good feeling for Geordi's engineering and Discovery's engineering. But in the movie, there were subtle changes that made the layout hard to remember, like there is in between seasons of shows, so it's more memorable to me. But the blues and fluorescent slash crisp lighting of the ship, the clean lines overall in the Kelvin movies appeal visually to me. She then goes on to say, I always did like Voyager from the outside too, but it also reminds me of sperm, so I don't bring that up as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll never unsee that. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. Does, does someone need to go to a doctor? <laughs> you need to shoot in those. There's, there is a problem somewhere along the line. Uh, Chris uh, uh, at Shelf Nerd says, here are my top 10 favorites, and they list Enterprise D, the USS Stargazer. USS Voyager, the Discovery A, the USS Rhode Island, the Enterprise Refit slash A, the USS Gagarin, Shepard class, the Cerritos, uh, the original Enterprise, and uh, oh no, the Enterprise from Discovery and Strange New Worlds, and then the Enterprise NX-01. Although he says his favorites are the Enterprise A, the Rhode Island, and Voyager. Uh, Jeff NJ, NJ1701, so I think we know where this is going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> His favorite Federation ships are the USS Enterprise Refit, uh, the USS Enterprise B, and the USS Enterprise E Sovereign class. Now, Kath at Interweb Kath says uh, this was part of the uh, Trek 3 monthly challenge. Uh, she lists her favorite ships as uh, Enterprise E at number three, at number two, the NX01. And uh, number one, Voyager. We're getting a lot of love for the NX-01 here. Uh, As it should. <laughs> yes, definitely. Gardo, uh, queer geek with a podcast, uh, at Gardo Does Geek, says, uh, Trek Online has many absolute amazing designs that I love, and I'm glad many are coming to the shows, but my favorites from Canon Trek so far are the Akira, Definat, Definat, and Luna Classes. Oh, Defiant, sorry. He probably made a typo there. Uh, Kate at Team Dipshit says, uh, Federation Starships, number three, the USS Titan A, number two, USS Discovery, and number one, the USS Enterprise. And that's everything for the uh, for the audience participation, Mike. So how are you doing with those calculations? I have an audience participation one. Oh, go for it. Okay, this is for my friend Jody, who is from the Blood and Ashes pod. And his number three is the Delta Flyer. Calls it a nerd ship created by a nerd pilot. I agree. Number two is the Defiant. And his number one is the Enterprise D. Hmm. Got a nice little varied selection. I think, it's, uh, I think it's come down to just a few essential ones, though, at the end of it. Yeah, um, I have the list. Incidentally, and it, it did weirdly work out somehow. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I've, yeah. Rick, Rick's 
every constitution class almost screwed me over, but you know, <laughs> I, I just basically right, split I, it. I, I just split it three ways in the end. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I now have the final 10 list. I don't know how many surprises there'll be, but yeah, you never know. Hi everyone, this is Editor Mike again, contacting you from the future. It's Star Trek, it's time travel, let's not question it. <laughs> but uh, just uh, when I was doing some sort of last minute calculations and working everything out, I realised that we actually ended up with a perfect top 30, the way that all of our scores broke down. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to quickly rattle through numbers 30 to 11 now. Uh, but I will put up on all of our socials and other places uh, the full top 30 with pictures if there's any you're unsure of. But I thought, you know, it's weird the way it worked out. And I can give you the actual, uh, you know, the, the list and the points that each thing got. So why not do that? Uh, so without further ado, uh, as I like to say, um, we have a joint number 29, which is uh, the USS Kelvin and the Eisenberg class with one point each. Uh, with two points at joint number 27, the Oberth class and the Voyager J. Uh, joint number 25 with three points, the Miranda class generally and the USS Saratoga specifically. Uh, at number 24 with four points, the Cerritos slash California class. There was a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, there are three things at joint number 21 with five points. The Enterprise C slash Ambassador class, uh, the USS Reliant and the USS Titan A. Uh, at joint number 17, there are four different things that have six points. That is the Daedalus class, the Discovery A, the Enterprise B and Earth Space Dock. Uh, at number 15, or joint number 15, there are two things. The USS Excelsior with seven points and the Intrepid, the um, pre-Federation Enterprise ship with seven points. Uh, at number 14, we have the Warp Delta with eight points. At joint number 12, the USS Defiant slash Defiant class and the Akira class with nine points. Uh, yeah. Uh, at number 11, the Enterprise E slash Sovereign class uh, with 10 points. Uh, I separated that from the number 10, which also has 10 points, just because I had merged Enterprise E and Sovereign classes, and the actual number 10 was a specific one, which I will get to now. So take it away, me from the past. Um, so yeah, if everyone's ready, then drum roll for the final top 10. These are the official The Omis Star Trek 10 greatest Starfleet starships. Uh, at number 10 is the USS Prometheus NX59650 from Message in a Bottle, Voyager, and others. Our number, number nine is the USS Voyager, NCC 74656 from Star Trek Voyager, uh, where seven of nine was reborn. <laughs> Our number eight is the Nova class. Yes. Uh, well, I guess you could you could argue the Equinox specifically if you wanted to, but we kind of went with general Nova class, I think. Our number seven is the Discovery Strange New Worlds version of the original Enterprise, or Constitution class, if you will. Uh, let's see where we're in number... That was our number seven. Number six is Nebula class overall, um, because that was popular with a few of us. Our number five, just beating that out, is the Enterprise D slash Galaxy class. Uh, number four. Fat <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> our our number boy. four, uh, this is a bit of a surprise. Our number four is the USS Protostar from Prodigy. Mm. So uh, it's mm. right up there. Uh, but the there next is a generation has spoken. <laughs> There's a huge 10-point gap between number four and number three, and then three, two, and one are just a few points apart. Uh, and it will not really surprise anybody as such, but our number three is the Enterprise Refit slash Enterprise A, the Refit Constitution class. Uh, our number two is the original Constitution class from the original series, Kirk's original Enterprise. And oh. our number one, by one. one point, is the Enterprise yes. NX-01. Yes. So yeah, I heard you saying as you were reading out the audience response, there's a lot of love for the NX01, and it seems there really is. It's surprising. Is. So, yeah. so who could have predicted would that would say, top the list? <laughs> as Archer would say, that's not a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it has indeed been a long road getting from there to here. <laughs> 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 oh, nicely the done. Nicely done. <laughs> 
So uh, do you agree with our list uh, individually or as a whole? Do you agree with our audience yes. responses? Do you have any of your own favorite starships? Uh, you can hit us up on our social medias, which are always going to be posted in our descriptions below to find me or the podcast or DK. Or you can always just leave comments in YouTube or, or bits and pieces like that. And we'd love to hear it. We want to, we, we talk starships all day. We really would. We would, just as we would watch a full movie of flying by the original Enterprise, we could talk ships all day and not get bored because we're nerds. It's what we do. Um, so yeah, feel free to leave your own favorites if you want. And all that remains for me to do is to say thank you so much to our fantastic expert panel who all brought the goods today. I, I thought these lists were fantastic. And uh, yeah. Apologies, DK. I couldn't quite put Earth Space Dock on there. It wouldn't have made the list anyway, but, you know. <laughs> no worries. Uh, it only got six points. It wasn't anywhere near the top ten. But, uh, yeah, I just thought I would give I, I didn't just leave it out for, you know, <laughs> bitterness sake. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks again to our five guests, for uh, to our four guests and myself, I should say, for five fantastic lists. And, uh, yeah, where can people find you, Ken, if they're looking for you on the internet? Oh, me. Yes. Okay. Um, two places, probably the most interesting. The rest is all a load of crap. Um, it's uh, thecomfortablespot.com. That's my podcast. And then also I do a podcast with my 10-year-old daughter called Lydia's Booktastic Podcast. And we review books, not starships. Awesome. That's so cool. Awesome. And uh, has this been an okay first experience then, popping your hit or miss track, Jerry? <laughs> I, I'm a total nerd. Awesome. I could talk about anything to do with space and killing people and death and destruction and run you fools and all that stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, Rick, I know we've uh, asked you this before, but where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, well, I'm off Twitter now, so if if you've asked me before, it may now be off, out of date, but I'm at trekfanrick at tenforward.social on Mastodon, mm. uh, where I still talk about ships, particularly in the overclass. Uh, and I'm also on the Ten Backward podcast, which is still on Twitter, at Ten Backward. Um, okay. where I just talk about Star Trek generally. So, awesome, cool. Awesome. And, uh, I will click to follow. Indeed, you should definitely. Rick's a, a fantastic follow, and the 10 Backward mm -hmm. podcast is great as well, as much as I keep forgetting the name of it. The penny just dropped on me there a second ago. When you were saying 10 Backward, I thought it was some kind of dance move. And like now it's actually, it's, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah that's, good. that's good. Yeah. Slow burner. <laughs> <laughs> like that episode of Friends 10 years in when Phoebe walks past Central Perk and goes, oh, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Our data gets like, the joke 20 years later. You, <laughs> you can't stop laughing. Like data, yeah, like data gets the joke that Geordie told on the Farpoint mission. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome, awesome. Frankly, and what about you, Adrian? Can people... To... Uh... <laughs> exactly. Adrian, can people find you anywhere on the internet other than our I fantastic am... Discord? Yep, I oh yes, I'm on your Discord, which is amazing. And I am on Twitter at AL Park Tucker 2. Awesome. And I won't ask you, DK, because I know that if people want to find you, they can do it through me or through the podcast channels or through exactly. our Discord. I'm just so. a strange shadowy creature that seems to follow you around. <laughs> <laughs> you are the shuttle to my starship. <laughs> so I'm your sex handle. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Jesus. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, it's been. I've had a really good time. I hope you guys have too. Sorry if I've kept you guys uh, far Definitely. too long, but these top tens are always at least a couple of hours. So hopefully it led it to that. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we hope to see you all again on the podcast at some point. Uh, I'll sort that out with you individually. And, Thank uh, you so much. Everyone do come back to us. Uh, we are going to be doing another podcast soon. It'll probably be a review, but I don't have the exact specifics in front of me just now. Uh, just stay tuned. It'll be in May sometime. Uh, and it'll probably be a time travel related episode. But again, Keep an eye on our socials to find out what that is. And in the meantime, remember, we are Starfleet. Live long and prosper. <laughs> Live long and prosper. You have been listening to the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK. Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash Timeless Journey. The Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast is based on an idea by Michael Wilson and Will Templar. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Home Star Trek Podcast or look for the Hit or Miss Star Trek podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Silver Screen, Hit or Miss Star Trek. 
This has been a Mike's Podcast production, copyright 2022. Thank you for listening.